The Productive Woman, Episode 135. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I want to talk about dealing with the stress of a life filled with opportunities for us and our families. You'll find links to resources I mention and more information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 135. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, which is an excellent online accounting software that I've been using myself for probably the past year. They've got an all-new platform that makes what they offer even better, and they're offering you, as a Productive Woman listener, a free 30-day all-access trial so you can find out for yourself how helpful and how extremely usable it is. Those of you who are freelancers or solopreneurs or running a small business, you owe it to yourselves to check it out, which you can do by visiting them at freshbooks.com woman. The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features that let you set up and send customized professional-looking invoices in seconds. They let you uh, accept online payment from your customers. They can just click in a, a button in an email and pay you. It allows you to track your time and expenses right on your smartphone. It's simply a great tool for managing the finances for your business. As I said, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. So to claim it, just go to freshbooks.com woman and be sure to enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section. Okay, so let's get into the topic. It has been a common thread in the productive woman community Facebook group and in the emails I get women struggling to manage a job, children, a spouse, or, you know, life as a single mom, trying to find time for personal interests or, or just to get some sleep. There have been a number of posts in the community Facebook group about this feeling of overwhelm and a feeling of, of not doing it very well. Too many things to do, feeling exhausted, all of those things. And I have to admit, I have felt the same often. I've shared a little bit about my my past or my story with you. For many years, I have had a job that I love, but it's demanding and time-consuming. I have a full-time law practice, which can often equate to 12 to 14-hour days and emails and things coming in on nights and weekends. And, and just it, it can be very demanding, very time-consuming. I like the job. I like my clients. I like my colleagues, but it has left me tired stressed, and more. It has affected, frankly, my health, both physical and emotional. And it's just been, it's been a rough, you know, 19 years I've been doing this, I think. And for seven years of that, every day, I had a very long commute. We live over 50 miles away from my office, and I would drive back and forth every day. A few years ago, my husband and I decided to try to minimize the impact of that commute by getting a small apartment near my office where I stayed during the week. 
that was awesome in the sense that it reduced the commute, but it meant I wasn't home. I wasn't with my husband. Our children are grown, so it wasn't like I was leaving, you know, small children behind at home uncared for, but it was still hard. I, Mike and I have been married for a long time, and I just missed being at home with him at night. Um, so in the last year, I've mentioned that we've been talking about changes, and we made a decision to make a pretty drastic change. Um, and as of this month, as I'm recording this, I have reduced to a, a part-time schedule at the law firm. So my practice of law is reduced to a part-time schedule. And we moved out of the apartment, and I'm back home. And I'm so glad to be here. But the the week or two, the probably the three weeks leading up to that move were incredibly stressful because, frankly, I was nervous. Uh, I'm anxious. It's a change I want. I want to have more time to spend on podcasts, on productive woman-related things, to have more, do more coaching with with listeners like you, to uh, offer more mastermind groups, to do some writing prepare some materials um, that I think will help you and and just do some other things that I want to do. So I'm, I'm glad to have the time to do that, but it also meant a big change just in my life because for the last 19 years, that's been a huge part of my life is, is practicing law full-time. And honestly, it has a, a pretty drastic effect on our household income. And so it, you know, it's, I've been anxious about that, honestly. I've had to do a lot of thought work to deal with that. Um, but it, in addition to just that sort of mental, uh, I don't know if turmoil is the right word, but the stress of, of the decision, even a good decision can be stressful. It also meant that for the past weeks, I was still working long hours at the law firm, tending to productive woman stuff, trying to be there for my family, packing and dealing with all the stuff that goes along with making a move from an apartment that we'd had for three years. So it's been a stressful time for me. And as at the same time, I'm seeing lots of comments in the Facebook group and emails coming to me about women struggling with different kinds of stresses of having so many things to do. For me, I made a decision to cut out a number of things, but it's been, it's been a challenge. And I know it's not just me because I'm seeing it in the community. So what can we do about that? How do we deal with this feeling of of overwhelm and of incompetence often. I, I see women, and, and I've said it myself in my head, I guess, I, I ought to be able to do all these things and do them well. Um, but the fact is, and, and I've said this in the community in a conversation that we were having there on Facebook, there might be a woman out there who can do it all, all the time, and always feel good about it all, but I've never met her. You know, one of the things that I think is the most important in dealing with this, in understanding and coping with this, the feeling of overwhelm that comes from, frankly, from a life in, in a modern age of where there are so many opportunities, things that we can do, things for our children to do, um, you know, lots of choices to be made and opportunities to be grasped or lost. Um, we tend to judge ourselves pretty harshly on how we're doing. We see other people that seem to be doing it better, managing all those different, wearing the different hats and looking good in them, um, managing all the, juggling the different responsibilities and doing it better. And we think we suffer by comparison. We think everybody else is doing okay, but we're not. And that's one of the things I love about this community, about um, that, that women are coming forward and saying, yeah, not me. I'm not, I'm not coping as well as I wish I could. 
What can I do? What ideas? And everybody's jumping in with suggestions. I think it's really important to remember that when we're looking around at the world around us and the other people in our lives who seem to be managing it all better, that we are, you know, we're, we're, we're comparing ourselves to them. And from what we see, they've got it all together. But the fact is we're comparing our insides to their outsides. We're comparing our internal feelings of overwhelm and incompetence to their external appearance of calm competence. But what, what you see on the outside may not tell the whole story. We never know what's going on in another person's home or in her mind. Other people might be looking at you and thinking you have it all together because they don't see what you're feeling inside. We, you know, we're, we're like that duck that looks, seems to be uh, floating along calmly on the river and under the water just paddling like crazy. And I think a lot of us are like that. Even the women that you admire who seem to have it all together probably are paddling just as hard underwater as you are um, and you just don't see it. So I think it's so important to remember that. That's kind of the first point that I want to make about this, to, to be a little kinder to yourself, that if you're one of those women who, like me and like so many others, have felt like you're not doing a very good job of managing all the, the hats that you're wearing, all the roles that you play in life, remember, most people have struggles of one kind or another, and don't compare yourself to what you see in another person's life. The other thing I guess we have to think about in terms of dealing with this, um, because long-term, it's not healthy for us physically, emotionally, mentally, in any way. And so we have to remember that time and energy and attention are all finite resources. And what we spend on one activity is not available for another. And so the question we have to keep coming back to over and over again is, what really, really matters to you? I mean, what really matters? Not what we say matters, but what really matters deep down? Does our calendar and our checkbook reflect that? I mean, I I don't remember where I first heard this years ago, but there's so much truth in this that our calendar and our checkbook tell the real truth about what our priorities are. And if our calendar and our checkbook don't reflect the priority that we feel in our hearts, that's where that overwhelm comes from, I think. That's where that disconnect, that that dissonance comes from, where we we know that we're spending, you know, all our time, all our energy, all our attention doing, you know, whatever myriad of things that we're doing. And yet they're not reflecting what really matters to us. So it becomes very important to think about that. And does the way you're spending your time and the way you're spending your money, do those things reflect what truly matters to you? And if so, that's awesome. Then they're, you know, find those, uh, you know, if you're really busy, but you feel like all those things that you're doing are reflective of your most important priorities, then the answer in that point is to find those systems and those tools to help you manage and organize your time and your space so that you can enjoy all those things that you're doing and not uh, feel stressed out and overwhelmed. I mean, we're all, I think we're all going to feel that way sometimes, but it shouldn't be our everyday life. And so if it is, that's, that's where we come to what I'm talking about today, to 
taking a step back and reevaluating all the ways we're spending our time and making sure that with the days we have left on the earth, we're doing the things that are most important for us. So a few practical things to manage the overwhelm. I've talked in a previous episode, um, and I didn't write it down, I don't remember, but I talked about kind of my you know, 15-minute emergency approach. I'll put a link in the show notes um, to that episode if you want to go back and and listen to that. And the show notes for this episode are at theproductivewoman.com slash 135. And so I'll put a link for that prior episode about that. But here are some things that I thought of as I was, um, you know, kind of thinking through this topic and the, the posts I've seen in the Facebook group, the emails I've gotten recently. Stopping and thinking about what really matters to you and looking at your schedule and, and, and looking at whether it reflects it. Beyond that, you know, the first thing is to just take a breath. We don't think we can because there's no time. We've got all these things to do and there is simply no time to take a pause of any kind. We've just got to keep going, going, going. But the fact is when our heads are down in the weeds, we lose perspective about what matters and we're just you know, chugging along through the day and get to the end of the day and, and collapse exhausted and maybe slip a, sleep a few hours and then get back at it again, we have no perspective on what's going on and, and what we're doing. So it becomes even more important to make some time to take a little break, to, to breathe and, you know, do some things to, to uh, manage the overwhelm probably need to eat something healthy and maybe drink a big glass of water. If we're dehydrated and or undernourished, our bodies are not as well equipped to handle the crazy schedules that we sometimes have. Take a walk. Get outside if you can. Take a nap. Most of us are chronically over overtired. We don't get enough sleep and it makes it almost impossible to cope with anything when we're that tired. Um, get some exercise. Meditate. Learn to calm your mind. There is lots of evidence that taking a break, even when you don't think there's time, or frankly, especially when you don't think there's time, can have a measurable positive impact on your focus, your concentration, your mood, and your productivity. So it, it seems counterintuitive that if you're, you've got 100 things to do and you're going 100 miles an hour, you need to take a break in order to be more productive, but there's lots of, of evidence that that's the case. I'll um, share links in the show notes to a couple of ep- episodes that talk about this, why it becomes important to stop and take a break when you're too busy to take breaks. Uh, if you're overwhelmed and you're feeling the effects of it mentally, physically, whatever, you need to take care of yourself. And there was a great article I found called 55 Gentle Ways to Take Care of Yourself When You're Busy, Busy, Busy. I will definitely share a link to that in the show notes. And this has everything from asking for help to lighting candles to, you know, do something silly is one of the things on the list. Um, Take an evening off, tidy your workspace. There's a bunch of really good things in this article. So definitely check that out. The next thing besides taking a break, taking a breath, taking care of yourself is then to to come back with a little bit more perspective and start to prune your schedule and start with today. Look at what's on your list for today and pick the least important thing on it and just cross it off the list. And either to defer it, you're going to do it later or dump it entirely, but you 
are going to purposely choose to not do it today. So, so now you've dealt with today. You've taken one thing off your plate to lighten the load a little bit for today's crazy schedule. But there's a bigger picture that you need to look at. And I think it's important, and, and this is something I've been doing, make a list of all the activities you're spending time on uh, and get everything on there. And then start to look at it, you know, sit there with your cup of tea or coffee or whatever it is you like to drink. And when you relax a little bit and read through that list and consider each activity on that list one at a time. How important is it? How do you feel when you're doing it? Does it align with your highest priority and your most important values? If not, can you remove it from your schedule? And these are activities from the things you're doing for yourself, to your job, to chauffeuring kids, to their many events uh, and activities. You're going to look at each one of these with this same thing. Again, how important is it really and why? How do you feel when you're doing it? Does it, um, I don't know, bring you joy? Does it bring you satisfaction in some way? Or do you tense up every time you think about doing it? Does it align with whatever your most deeply held values are? And again, if not, can you remove it? Can you either recruit uh, help or pay somebody to do it or simply find a way to extricate yourself from that activity? That's something that I did. There were a number of things on my list um, when I was feeling very overwhelmed in the last month or two that I had to look at and say, you know what, I've been doing this for years and I'm just doing it now because I've always done it. It's a small thing. I always, when I think of quitting, I think, well, it's such a small thing. It doesn't really take that much time, but those things add up. And so I made a decision to withdraw from certain activities that I had been involved in for a long time, just to open up space for, for other things, for rest, for time off, and eventually for other activities. And I, you know, I was so excited that within a couple of weeks after I had done that, um, something I had been longing for for ages finally um, came about, Some, uh, an opportunity to do something I'd really wanted to do for a long time uh, was offered to me. And I have the space to do it because I removed some of those other things. So you're, you know, really be intentional about this. Look at all the things you're doing and think about, does this need to get done? And do I need to be the one doing it or can someone else do it? Nobody can answer these questions for us. We have to, each of us individually, look at our activities and make those decisions based on what, what is important to us. And keeping in mind, you've got to take care of yourself. The other thing to do with your schedule is to take out your calendar and schedule in some time on it for yourself. Uh, some time, some quiet time, maybe an hour or two hours a week on your work schedule where there are no meetings. You, you're going to block that out for quiet, undisturbed work time. Uh, or, you know, block in some time, schedule time for rest just to relax at home with a good book or, you know, a puzzle or whatever kinds of things you like to do. And schedule in some time for fun, something to look forward to, something you really enjoy doing, either alone or with the, someone you care about. Put those on your schedule and cut out something else to make room for it. And finally, ask for help. We 
often struggle with this. I, I've mentioned a couple times uh, earlier in this ep- uh, in this episode about things that uh, we can do to lighten our own load. We have a hard time, many of us, asking for help. But whether it's hiring someone to take tasks off your plate or simply calling a friend who will lend a supportive and understanding ear while you, I don't know, vent a little bit, it's okay to ask for help. We are not meant to be, you know, Lone Ranger, do it all, survive it all, be Superwoman. That's not who we are. That's not what, who we're designed to be. We are always better in community. And so if you're struggling, if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's okay to ask for help. And again, it, it, th- that help can be across the spectrum of just somebody to talk to while you cry <laughs> or, or complain or whatever. I, you know, and I'm not saying we should um, you know, wallow in self-pity because I don't think the women who listen to this show are that inclined to self-pity anyway. But sometimes we just need to talk through what's going on and to have somebody who's willing to listen without judging is a valuable thing. Um, You know, post something in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. A number of women have done that. And I just find that that's such an honor to me that that's a space where we can do that, where we can share whatever's, um, you know, whatever we're going through and get input and support from the other women in the community. And likewise, if there are, if you have the means to hire help for some of the tasks that are wearing you out, uh, then do that. But the point is to ask for help. And finally, you know, I, I, I always have to come back to this. When we are feeling most overwhelmed and kind of out of, out of sorts and like it's all too much, it's important to take a step back and give thanks. I try to remind myself that there are worse things in life than having too much to do. Having all that to do means that we have choices, that we have opportunities, that we have, you know, privileges to do things and and to, um, we have people in our lives who need us and care about us. All of those things are, are good things. And so much of our, how we cope with the experiences in our life come from our own attitude and we can choose how to think about those things. And I I think that's what I want to close with, or what I want to end with thinking about all of this, is we need to remember that we do have choices. We think we don't, but we actually do. Uh, In all of these things that are demanding our time, our energy, and our, our attention, we have chosen to do those things, and we can choose not to. Uh, Now, some choices might have consequences we don't like, but we still can choose. The life we're living today is the result of choices that we made yesterday and this morning and five minutes ago. It's always our choice. Everything that we're doing that we think is making us feel overwhelmed and, and put upon, we have chosen to do those things. And maybe you disagree with me. Maybe you think that you have to do certain things. Maybe you think you have to stay at a job that, that is wearing you out or sucking the life out of you. Or maybe you think you have to sign your kids up for multiple activities and sports teams and things like that. The fact is, though, every one of those things is a choice. And I don't mean this to be unsympathetic because I'm right there with you and I'm talking to myself here. We think, well, I can't quit my job. We need the income. 
But the fact is we're choosing that. We're choosing to live a certain lifestyle, which requires a certain income. There are lots of people in the world who live on less than what you make, what I make. We are choosing not to live on less. And that's, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It just is what it is. The point here is to acknowledge that we've made a choice. It's not being imposed on us. The power all resides with us as individuals to make the choices we need to make, uh, to live the life that we want to live. And it's okay to own those choices and to recognize that those choices are ours. So I guess, I hope that doesn't seem unsympathetic because I don't mean it to be. I hope you're hearing my heart here that, that I'm, I'm right there with you on this. I'm talking to myself. Uh, I, I lived with the stress and overwhelm of a full-time law practice for several years, feeling like, well, I can't change anything. I've got a son in college who wants to go to medical school. I've got this to do. I've got you know these things to take care of. But, you know, my husband and I had a conversation about it and recognized, you know what, we're choosing to live this certain way. We can choose to live a different way if it will buy some peace of mind and some time together. Those were things in our case that we decided were more important. I'm not saying that that's the choice you should make. I I just want you to understand when I say it's a choice, I'm talking to myself here as much as to you. I guess my point in all of this is, as I've read the, the posts in the Facebook group, as I've read the emails that have come to me, I want you to know that if you're feeling overwhelmed by your schedule or inadequate because you feel like you're not doing it all well enough, please know that you're not alone. I think most of us feel that way a lot of the time. And there are things we can do to overcome that, to cope with it, to improve our quality of life, but it starts with knowing what do you want, what kind of person do you want to be, what kind of life do you want to live, and what needs to change in order to be that person and live that life. So what do you think? What do you do when you're overwhelmed and stressed out? Have you figured out a balance that works for you? Because I've heard from some of those women as well. I would love to hear more from you. Share your ideas with us on how to cope with this, how to make a life that matters, that is um, sustainable and enjoyable, and that brings the joy that, of, of life that you want. You can share your ideas, your thoughts, your questions in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which again, you find at theproductivewoman.com slash 135, or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the community uh, Facebook group. If you're not already in the group, please come and join the conversation there. Just go to theproductivewoman.com slash group and click on the join button. I'd love to have you there. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can always email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode, help me spread the word and, and build the community. Tell your friends about The Productive Woman. Show them how to subscribe and how to become part of the conversation. Share this episode or any other using the social sharing buttons that you'll find in the show notes. And uh, consider leaving a review in iTunes if you haven't already done so. I I always appreciate hearing from you. I try to make it easy for you to reach out to me because hearing from you really matters to me. It's really important to me. One quick announcement. If you're thinking about joining one of my paid masterminds, let me hear from you soon. 
Uh, Registration is open for the spring 2017 mastermind groups, which will start meeting in uh, early May. I would love it if you'd come spend some time this spring with like-minded women in the Productive Woman Mastermind, but spaces are limited. Don't wait. Uh, I only accept five women into each group because I want this to be a place where uh, each woman can be heard and also receive the encouragement and ideas and accountability that you, that you come to the group for. Visit the Work With Me page on the website, which is at theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind, where you will find more information, some short uh, audio testimonials of current and past masterminders sharing what the experience has been for them, and a link to the uh, short online application. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I'd love to chat with you. Finally, don't forget to check out our sponsor, FreshBooks, and take advantage of their special offer of a free 30-day unrestricted trial of their outstanding cloud accounting service. Visit freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. Thank you so much to FreshBooks for supporting the productive woman. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I am so grateful that you took the time to spend with me. I hope there was something in this that you found useful and encouraging. I look forward to talking with you again very, very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.